This is episode 11 with Adam Freed, CEO of Simply Color Lab and ShootQ on how to layer a retail business and a SaaS company on top of each other to create synergies and to generate additional streams of revenue. Have you ever wondered about what other SaaS companies are doing to grow their business? What channels are they experimenting with? Where are they finding traction? Welcome to How to SaaS, the go-to podcast for growing your cloud software company. I'm your host and growth strategist, Shiv Narayanan. I'm also the CMO of Wild Apricot, the number one membership software for small associations and nonprofits. Each week, we'll bring you interviews with founders, CEOs, and growth leaders who have successfully implemented a growth strategy to help you take your cloud software company to the next level. Are you ready? Let's begin. Hey, everybody. Welcome to today's episode. I'm super excited about our guest today. It's a friend of mine, Adam Freed. Uh, he's the CEO of a retail business called Simply Color Lab, uh, which sells uh, supplies and uh, and canvases and all, all kinds of things to photographers. And in the last few years, he uh, he's recently acquired a SaaS company called ShootQ, uh, which provides photographers and photo studios the ability to manage uh, uh, manage their business and um, and their clients, uh, and so uh, I really wanted to bring Adam on here to discuss how he has uh, integrated the two businesses together, why he went through with the acquisition in the first place, and now that uh, the integration is underway, what are some of the strategic benefits that uh, he's seeing from the acquisition? Uh, just as a as an exercise to see if SaaS companies should be expanding into other types of products and services. Uh, my mentor, Jay Abraham, constantly talks about how uh, there are three ways to grow a business. The first is to get more prospects or customers. The second is to increase price. And the third is to increase the back-end revenue with all the different things that you sell to your customers. So I thought this was this was a really good uh, episode to have because most SaaS companies stay within their SaaS realm and their way of increasing revenue from their existing client base comes in the form of what you call expansion revenue, which is when existing customers move to higher pricing plans based on some type of uh, uh, core metric that escalates as uh, as as their as their membership of the software goes on. For example, it might be contacts, the number of emails they send, the number of members they have, uh, whatever it is, right? So uh, I want to talk to Adam about you know this different approach of actually having another business that so closely integrates with the SaaS company because the market is almost exactly the same and really the two businesses are filling different needs of the same client base. Uh, so with that said, uh, I hope you enjoy the interview. It's a great one. Uh, there's a lot to learn about how to what the process of acquiring another company looks like, uh, what type of evaluation metrics you look at, uh, and actually actual how-to strategies on how to leverage two different businesses when you then have acquired that business. So looking forward to it and uh, enjoy the interview. All right. Welcome to the show, Adam. How's it going? Hey, Chip. Good. How are you doing? Good. Uh, so why don't you introduce yourself, uh, ShootQ, and uh, where you're coming from with Simply Color Lab for the audience, and then we'll take it from there. Sure thing. Um so I started my business, Simply Color Lab, about uh, 10 years ago. And we started out providing the, uh, you know, those canvas gallery wraps to professional photographers. And for the first, 
I don't know, about five years, that's all we did, just the campuses. And then I said, well, wait a minute. We have all these customers all over the country. They love us for our, our customer support and our product and our, and our quality. I said, what else can I sell them? So we took the business from, a, from just doing the canvases to doing pretty much anything a professional photographer needed to be successful. And that was then about eight, um, about eight years after that. So a couple of years ago, um, I started looking at, you know, trying to branch off from just the product side of the industry. And I was approached uh, about uh, less than a year ago from, uh, from, uh, from a company called ShootQ. And they were for sale, and I ended up purchasing them, doing an acquisition. And what ShootQ is, is basically it lets the photographer, uh, professional photographer, manage their entire business. So it takes care of invoicing, sending contracts, um, booking, keeping track of all their shoots and events, and all their workflows, all that kind of stuff. And it was a, um, a pretty good complement to, you know, the current business that we had of just providing the, um, you know, the product side to the photographers. Mm -hmm. And that's that's the interesting part that I wanted to really discuss on the call is uh, you have a unique uh, story where you started out as a product company and the product business is still bigger than the software business. Am I right? Yeah. Yep. The The product business is still larger, except what happened was you had, you know, like I said, we started out in the canvas business. And 10 years ago, um, you know, the canvases were very new. And, you know, then Groupon came along and before you knew it, consumers were getting a, a Groupon for a canvas for, you know, 15 bucks. So, you know, every other day. So it, it, the product kind of got commoditized. And mm -hmm. with, you know, with, um, uh, you know, with digital photography and everyone taking images with their iPhones, um, I knew I had to diversify a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So, so why go the software route? Uh, why not create another new product or uh, extend your line somewhere else? So, you know, ShootQ is a you know a SaaS revenue type of business, and when when they came, when when the the current when the owners approached me, um, you know, I wasn't sure if it was you know really for me if I wanted to go for it or not. But when I dug into the numbers and really looked at, it, I said, wait a minute, you know. If, if the numbers were declining, I would have said, nah, forget it. But what I realized was they had thousands of these photographers who have been using the software for many years, and it was extremely sticky. And that's what really appealed to me was, um, you know, they it would be very hard for them to switch services or switch, you know, different providers. So I said, well, I've got a, a pretty, you know, a very solid locked-in base of of um, purchasers, a very steady revenue stream, and I can work on growing that. And, you know, uh, the, the SaaS revenue side of the business is very valuable and probably more valuable, you know, multiple perspective than, you know, a product business that's just selling products to, the, to their, their customers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, uh, it's really the the audience that you're marketing both of those products to is the same. So there was really a lot of opportunity for synergy between those two businesses. Yeah. Yeah. The synergy, the synergy, that was absolutely the biggest part of it because, you know, selling our products, a lot of them had been, a lot of the products are commoditized. So there could be a dozen other, you know, pro labs just like me that are selling the same products. But 
when I looked at the customer base of ShootQ, I said, wait a minute, there's at least a couple thousand professional studios that aren't purchasing my products. So now that gave us an opportunity to market to those people a really good deal. Um, we, we, we launched a, a service called Simply Prime, which is if you are a, a ShootQ customer, um, as long as you're a ShootQ customer, you can get certain products from us at a nice discount. And the interesting part of that is we were getting, you know, we're, we're, we give, we love having a sale. You know, everyone loves a sale. So we were discounting, you know, some of our products to get them out there. So I said, well, as long as they're, you know, continue using the service and I can lock in, you know, that them as a customer on there, why not give them a nice discount on our other products? Because they're buying, you know, and these are the products that they're buying every day from, you know, our competitors. So what gives us a, a, a huge competitive advantage is, um, you know, buy it from us, get a nice, you know, get a great price on it, and you get this great software to help you manage your business, and it makes just makes the overall experience very sticky. You know, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're, they're using the software, they're buying our products that they sell every day, and it's, a, it's just a, a big win-win. And again, the, you know, having thousands of, the opportunity of having thousands of studios out there that, have, you know, weren't even using us, but they were using the software, that was, that was kind of the, you know, the final thing for me, um, you know, to, do, to go through the acquisition. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, are you able to share just some of the results that have, that have come about from uh, creating these synergies? And, and we'll get into the details of the micro of how you've actually executed on this. But I'm sure the audience wants to know: Okay, you have a product line that you can offer to a SaaS audience, and uh, what 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 are the results uh, that come from something like that? So, the, a, a bunch of things. So, the without getting into too much of the details, the you know, ShootQ was owned by um, a, pr- a private equity company that was, that was um, the, the business was just too small for them. You know, they didn't care about it. Um, they weren't, they weren't um, you know, improving it, making it better. So there was a lot of grumbling with the, you know, the current users. And they really, you know, when they found out, I, I spent a lot of time and effort, you know, getting the word out there that, you know, Simply Color Lab acquired ShootQ and we care about it, you know, and, and me as the owner, um, you know, I'm doing everything I can to, to even redevelop the software for the next, you know, the software company came about about 10 years ago. And when, the, you know, 10 years ago, it was very cutting edge, but it was, it was kind of ignored for a while. And I've let all the customers know that, look, we care about it and we are, developing the next generation of the software to set it up for the next 10 years. So the kind of the, um, the new kind of blood or new energy put into the software along with the, you know, marrying it with the, the products of the, of the, um, you know, the pro lab that hopefully gives them, you know, reason, more reason to stay using it, um, you know, which helps solidify the SAS uh, revenue model and also setting up for the future, you know, the goal is to help these photographers to make their make it make it almost like a hub for them to run their business out of. And, you know, that's kind of the goal for the next, you know, setting it for the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. 
And if I may interject, uh, my mentor, uh, Jay Abraham, he really just talks about this simple formula where there's uh, three basic ways to grow any business. It's uh, increasing the average number, the number of prospects or customers, increasing the average unit of sale, or increasing the amount of revenue that you make uh, on the back end. So this is really what we're talking about is uh, for, uh, it's both businesses, right? On the side of the products business, you're creating a software that has a recurring revenue stream that you can push those customers to. And on the flip side, you have software customers that you can push your product business and increase uh, the average revenue that you're generating over their lifetime. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and like I said, there were, you know, just having thousands of studios that weren't even using us. Now that's, I mean, that's a, that's an incredible opportunity to sell them the products that they're buying every day anyway. And, you know, why not buy them from us? We know our quality is great, um, you know, compared to our, com- our competitors out there. You know, we're pro lab. If, if, if our color is off or our products were not, you know, professional grade, you know, we wouldn't be here. So mm-hmm. we're, confident, we're confident in that. And, you know, I could spend the next two years just going after the current shoot queue users. You know, we've talked about this. You know, the current shoot queue users that, are, that aren't customers of ours. I mean, our business can grow tremendously just by, you know, selling those people more products, um, you know, that complement going with the software. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense. So uh, tell me, let's, let's rewind a little bit and, and talk a little bit more about the acquisition. So the, the company approaches you. So how did you evaluate it, how, how good the acquisition was? As you mentioned, you looked at the numbers, but obviously there's, there's a process that goes into that. So can you talk a little bit more about it? Sure. Yeah, and what's what's really interesting was we 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 almost had to recreate the. Uh, they didn't have a lot of metrics, you know. My business, I I started growing my business. When I started growing my business, I kept track of everything. So I have metrics on, you know, everything going back many years. So I can tell you how our, you know, how many canvases we sell, how many of frames we've sold, our you know, units per labor hour, boxes shipped per manor, all these kind of things you know, that I wanted to keep <clears throat> keep track of. So if someday, uh, you know, someone approached me with either uh, as an acquisition target or as a partner or something, I could have a lot of data, you know, to give them. When mm-hmm. I looked at, at the at the Shitsu acquisition, um, like I said, these guys had to, they wanted to, um, you know, they wanted to sell the asset of Shitsu, and they did not have a lot of metrics, but I was able to look at that recurring revenue model you know it's very it's a very it's a pretty simple business you know i was able to verify you know how many um how many users of the system there were and then back that up by the monthly amount that they're paying and you know look back on how many months you know verify through the credit card statements and then you know i'm looking at the the payroll amounts you know for the the employees that are there um, you know, the IT costs through Amazon Web Services and, and a few other things. And, and really, that was it. And I looked at it and I said, wow, this is a very profitable business. So it was a pretty simple, um, you know, there's, there's the, the aspect of verifying the numbers, and then there's the sniff test. You know, then there's the, does this business make sense? And, mm-hmm. and like I said, having thousands of, of solid studios and, and shoot is not the cheapest, you know, software out there to manage your business. There's, there's other competitors that are, that are less expensive, but so that told me that 
the people who are using it um, are serious about business. So I knew they would be buying other products. Um, so they're, you know, they were very established and probably the average amount of time that a, you know, one of these studios has used the software is probably about four to five years. So, you know, mm-hmm. when you talk about that, you know, the, the, what is it, the lifetime value of a customer, it's, you know, once you get them, you know, hooked into it, it's, it's extremely sticky. And when we look at cancellations, you know, really the only reason people cancel, probably 90 to 95%, is if they go out of business. If they're still in business, they're still using the system because it is hard to, to switch. So in evaluating, you know, the opportunity, I took all that into consideration. Um, I knew ShootQ had a, a great name in the industry. I knew it had potential to, you know, there was some repair that we would have to do, but I did get the overall, you know, the overall sniff test of, okay, this makes sense. Um, the, the customers are not going anywhere um, right now. I did also realize that, you know, to make it, you know, to, to make it last another decade, I'm going to have to put some, you know, redevelopment costs into it. But, I'm, you know, we're totally up for that. We see the value in it, and it makes it a very valuable business. Mm-hmm. And this uh, sniff test that you're talking about, just from your perspective, it's a it's very much a strategic acquisition, right? There, but there might be other people that, if they approach them, it might not make as much sense. But because you have these synergies, it makes far more sense for you to go through with the uh, the acquisition because you can leverage the two businesses uh, against each other. Yeah, yeah, it made it, it just made it made a lot of sense. And after evaluating everything, it just I, you know, I felt comfortable. I was, you know, the risk reward was there. Um, I knew, and you know, the other big thing when I looked at, okay, what have you know, when I, when you look at an acquisition like this, you have to say, okay, what's the worst? What's the you know, the worst case scenario? And I knew worst case scenario if if it started falling off a cliff and people just left in droves, I could go down, you know, reduce the amount of employees, and you know, and still be in the positive. You know, so the mm-hmm. risk, it wasn't, uh, the risk reward was worth it. It wasn't, uh, I didn't feel it was that, I was comfortable taking the risk of acquiring it. Right. And so how long does a process like that take? You decide to acquire this company uh, from start to finish. Are you looking at about a year? Um, you know, it, it's funny. All acquisitions are different, but this one, this one was a great, great learning opportunity. You know, we're looking at other other acquisitions and now that i know a, a deal an acquisition is it's not a sprint it's a marathon and you're constantly jumping over hurdles um you know to get the deal done and the deal is never done until the last you know until you sign the papers and the money is transferred the deal is is not done so in looking at acquisitions you have to one of the biggest things i've learned you have to have patience and stamina and you are going to run into roadblocks that you have to work through, um, and you can work through them. And a funny story, when I, I was in the office of the, um, um, you know, we, we, went, we, went, we, got, we got some outside capital to help us do this deal. And I'm sitting in his office, um, you know, signing all the papers and called my banker to, uh, to wire some funds, and he wasn't available. And we had to get this deal closed. 
And I said, I'm well, you have all my information. You have. I'm like, can you take a check? <laughs> so I, I, ended up, I ended up writing him a, a large personal check. I was able to show him, look, it's coming out of this account. Here it is. Um, hold here. Here's a check. Hold this for this amount and, and hold it for three days. If if we can't wire the money because I was out of town, if we can't wire the money, put the you know cash the check and and you know or deposit the check and we're good to go. And you know they were comfortable with me, I was comfortable with them, and you know we got the deal done. But yeah, it's it's um it's probably a you know you're looking at for a small acquisition at least a two to three month process of due diligence and doing everything, legal work, paperwork, all that stuff, signing documents. Um, and, but, you know, I'm working on another acquisition that literally it's been going, it's, it's almost going to be a year, you know, it's a much, it's, it's a bigger deal, but, um, yeah, these, it, every deal is different, but the, the main thing is it's a marathon. Right. Right. Um, so what I wanted to understand is, so you, you hire, you, uh, take on this other company and add it to your business now. And I'm, I'm, assuming the team comes over as well. So uh, how do you uh, integrate two businesses together or have you kept them separately? You know, that's, that, that's an interesting question because it's definitely, definitely a challenge, you know, because we have a, you know, you, one company is going to have a certain culture and the other company is going to have, you know, a different culture. And it is a challenge to try to match those cultures. Um, and especially with something like this, where all the employees are, you know, they're all virtual. You know, I have I have developers in, in Atlanta and in Austin, Texas. I have customer support in California. I have a project manager in, in, in Denver. Um, so it's 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 difficult, you know, and it's just like no, you know, no two acquisitions are probably the same. No two companies are the same. No two cultures are the same. It is um, it's an it's a fun, interesting challenge to try to do that, you know, to, to get the two to work together. Um, you know, attitude, not attitudes, but um, what certain people at certain companies are used to, you know, that might not work with, with how I, how I run things. And, you know, sometimes you have to put the hammer down a little bit and say, look, there's a reason why we acquired you. And there's a reason why that, you know, that other business that used to have you wasn't, you know, is not in business anymore. And, you know, we're going to do things a little bit differently. But I think there's a very tactful way to do it. You know, I don't, I, you know, I'm never going to be a tyrant with people, but it's more of, you know, kind of that you just have to manage people the right way and let them know what you expect. Um, and, you know, hopefully they, they come around and they want to do good work for you. And, you know, I think it's just a big respect level on, on both sides. Mm-hmm. And uh, in terms of combining efforts, like uh, I'm assuming both companies have their own marketing teams, right? So how do you bring something like that together so that they're working off of each other? Right. Well, that's that. You know what? That's see. That's where the synergies come in, and that's also where some cost savings come in. Um, you know, we made the decision um, to bring the the marketing team of the other company in house, or basic basically mm-hmm. my current company or the current marketing team at Simply Color um, was going to handle all of the shoot queue marketing because we had the people. So, you know, I liked the girl who was doing the marketing for shoot queue, but we just didn't need her. You know, we we could we could do it in house here. So that was a you know a good cost savings, and you know the honestly the the more I have under one roof here, the um, you know the easier it is to control the 
the culture and, you know, the message, <clears throat> excuse me, the messaging, you know, and all that stuff. So it's, it's definitely things that, that you have to take it, you know, into account, um, you know, when you do something, but like I said, with every acquisition, it, there's a little bit of a leap of faith that has to happen once you've done the due diligence, once you've met, you know, people. And one of the tricky things was I wasn't allowed to talk to any of the employees before the deal was, was closed because mm-hmm. they didn't want, the, you know, the, the, the previous owners did not want, you know, word getting out to them that they were going to do, you know, that they were looking to sell the business. So that made it even harder to get a feel you know, for the people and the culture and all that stuff. You know, that that's a tough decision there, right? Because oftentimes when you're acquiring a business, you really want to make sure that the key employees that you need to stay are actually staying, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, for this, for the, for the software, probably the, you know, the most important, you have to have a real good understanding of the, you know, the developers, you know, especially a software that, um, you know, had a lot of, you know, what they call technical debt, you know, a lot of features and a lot of, you know, a very powerful system, um, you know, especially one that's written in a, a language that was popular or a, a system that was, you know, five to ten years ago is going to mm-hmm. be different than one that's, you know, we're rewriting now. So, yeah, the develop. I mean, everyone's important, but the developers, you know, were super important to make sure that they were on board. And, um, you know, and I think Again, with this with this deal, everyone was excited that that we acquired them, and you know we're going to put some effort into it. So it's been a it's been a pretty pretty good transition, but it, it's definitely a great learning experience to set myself up for the next you know the next deal that's out there. Right. Um, so talk a little bit about now. Um, okay, these com- companies have now come together. You've operationally set things up. Talk about now, how are you reaping the benefits? You mentioned Simply Prime. Can you go a little bit more uh, into detail about that? Sure. So when, you know, we've talked a little bit about this, you know, the low-hanging fruit. You know, I have, instead of spending, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of marketing campaigns to get, you know, out getting it out there, I said, wait a minute. There, there's, you know, thousands of studios that haven't used Simply Color Lab. And Simply Color Lab has, you know, thousands of customers that are not on ShootCube. So the first year, it's been, you know, focused on that low-hanging fruit. So we came up with a a system called Simply Prime where if you're a ShootCube customer, as long as you're using the system, you get up to 40% off of certain product that Simply Color Lab has. And if you are a Simply Color Lab customer, that, you know, buys our products all the time anyway, you can sign up for Simply Prime, and guess what? You get standing discounts um, on your orders, and you get ShootQ software included with your, quote, Simply Prime membership. So mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it's, it's, and again, just going after those two, um, you know, customer bases, was enough to keep, you know, our team busy and really take advantage of the synergies, you know, quickly versus trying to just go out to market and, um, you know, get people who aren't familiar with with either companies. But in our, you know, the, the, the professional photography market, you know, wedding photographers, portrait photographers, newborns, families, 
it's a it's a pretty tight knit industry. So you know, a lot of people know both of the names. So it's it's definitely generated some great buzz um, in the industry, and you know that's going to be exciting for the next few years. Mm-hmm. It's so simple, right? The the two companies are there with their existing base of clients, so why not channel them through to the other business? Uh, have you ever thought about getting customers from both businesses in the same room? <laughs> yeah, well, we you know what we just came back from our trade show. You know, the first quarter for us is is kind of trade show season, and it was very interesting to get yeah to get them in to talk to customers because you know we there are certain you know simply color lab customers who were shoot cube customers, and right. there are and there are again a lot of shoot cube customers that that are not simply color lab customers, um, but in in generating the buzz and generating the you know the goodwill that says hey we care about this or we you know we're redeveloping it we're going to make it even better for the next you know five or ten years um, that's been really good you know so we've had uh, just listening to the customers it was great you know when you have an online business like we do even if you're doing products or or you know software or SaaS services it is nice to get in front of the customers face to face. Because you hear, like, I got really pumped up coming back from the trade shows when I would hear customers talk about, oh, I've used ShootQ for six years. You know, thank God you guys got, you know, bought it because I thought it was going to go under or I thought it was going to, you know, not be there. And, um, you know, I feel really good that you guys now own it. Right. And because they live and breathe in it. You know, the software, when you, you know, back to the whole SaaS model and when you can get someone, when you can build a, a software that is that sticky um it is you know it's extremely valuable and you know it creates a lot of loyalty um because it's just you know these people are trying to run their business and it's too it's a big hassle for them to try to switch so it was great talking to them it was great showing them what the next generation of shoot queue is going to look like they were super excited about that and now it's about executing and, you know, and getting it done. So that's what we're, we're really excited about. Right. So uh, what, what are your plans going forward? How, are you, how do you plan on bringing these two companies closer together in the, in the next year or, or three years? <clears throat> so after we, you know, after I did the acquisition, I looked at, you know, we, we surveyed everyone and we said, okay, what do you think about it? You know, what would you want to fix? What would you want to, you know, make better? What would you want to take away? What would you want to add? And, you know, when the software was was made, you know, over the past 10 years, you know, the mobile wasn't as, as popular, obviously, as it is now. So probably the number one thing was get it, you know, get it working fluid on mobile. And my first my first option or my first idea was, well, let's just put a new interface, you know, or, or you new, you know, user interface on it and make it look pretty, and we can still use the guts of, you know, the current system. And after talking to the developers and making this, I said, you know what, it's not going to be good enough. You know, it was written on a language that is that is, um, you know, was was popular, you know, five, six, seven years ago, but we need, you know, to do it right, which I want to do. I said, we got to redevelop this from the ground up. You know, we have to make a super open and friendly API so that we can integrate with the other technology companies that are out there. So 
you know, in the space that helped the photographers. So our first goal is, was to redesign the software, start to redesign it and envision it from the ground up and, you know, using the most current languages um, that are popular now, making it so it's super flexible so that we can integrate with, um, you know, companies out there that do online proofing or, you know, QuickBooks Online. And, I, you know, the idea is I don't want to have to recreate things that are already out there, but let's hook in with them and be the hub. Let's be the technology hub for these photographers, and that's how we'll get, you know, call it big wins, if you will. You know, when ShootQ is kind of the center of the universe and we can add on um, other technologies that are out there and really and set it up for, for what, you know, what's going to be three years from now. You know, I don't even know what's going to be three years from now, but we're going to be able, we're going to set it up so that we can integrate with whatever that new thing is, and that's what's really exciting. Right, right. And so, in this, when you're overhauling the system, do you have plans to embed parts of your other business? Like, for example, if a photographer has an event coming up, do you have plans to be like, oh, well, do you need these supplies for your event and things like that, or is it purely just improving the software as it stands right now? Well, that's a, that's a very interesting um, concept, and that is something that we are looking at and doing because, you know, we've got uh, we've got a major market share of of professional wedding photographers that are out there, and guess what? We have the we can mine the data, so we know exactly when someone books a ten thousand dollar wedding, you know, mm-hmm. or or we have the um, you know the calendars are integrated so that after you know, after they shoot that $10,000 wedding, you know, who knows? They could get an, uh, an email or a pop-up on the screen that says, hey, congratulations, hope you're, you know, the wedding went well. And by the way, when you're ready to design your album, click here and up, up pops their, you know, wedding album exactly. software that we've, that we've integrated with. And that is going to be some of those partnerships, technology partnerships are going to be super powerful for setting us up for the next five or ten years. Mm-hmm. And even your marketing campaigns, right? It could all be trigger based when those things happen, where you're talking to them on multiple channels. You could have a right. sales team set up that are doing the same thing, or just use email automation at the start. Oh yeah, and that's and that's where the you know the integration or the synergies between the companies. You know, we ShootQ lets the photographers set up their their pricing um, their price sheets, and a lot of photographers when they shoot a wedding they have packages. Well we'd be able to know if their package included a canvas, a uh, one of our, you know, unique 3D um, 3D metal wall art structures that we make, um, and, uh, an album, a high-end album, a low-end photo book. We know when they're selling those things, and so absolutely, you know, marketing could be a part of that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and triggered and automated, you know, uh, email drip campaigns, all that kind of stuff, so... Right. We're excited about it. Right. And uh um well I, I think I think now that I think this is a pretty good place to finish this, but uh do you have any final closing thoughts on the fact that you have these two businesses that can talk to each other and what a takeaway would be for other SaaS companies that don't have something like this set up? Um you know, it it's one of those things if I could go back and do it again, um I mean, I'm very happy with our acquisition. I'm very happy with where we are. But I would put, I would start much earlier 
you know, investing much more in technology because that is, um, you know, that is what's going to separate average or mediocre companies from the great ones is, you know, when you use a software and you, it's just super easy and super intuitive to use, you know, that's what, that's what consumers have come to expect. So if something is too difficult to use, um, you know, it's, it can be, it's definitely going to hinder companies. And I've learned, I learned that kind of the, the hard way of, you know, you can have a great product, but people are going to expect your technology of how you interact with them to be super fluid. And if I could go back again, I would definitely put more investment into making our technology just super easy, easier to use. And by technology, do you mean on the shoot queue side or even the Simply Color Lab side? Uh, both. Mm-hmm. Even both. Mm-hmm. You know, because, yeah, because if if there's, there's, for certain, we'll call, I call it commoditized products, you know, prints on metal, prints on wood, prints on canvas, you know, there's a lot of different companies that you can get that from. So if they run into a hiccup, you know, with your with your ordering software or technology, um, you know, it's easy for them to go to the next, the next company. Right. So it's it's making it as easy as possible. Let me ask you. This. I have one more question. Um, do you think companies, software companies that are starting and they have let's say recurring revenue going, do you think they should branch out into other products and services um, as a, as a way to 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 grow, <laughs> right? Because because you're actually adding the headache of managing a product side business, but maybe if there is the kind of synergy that you guys have, uh, could it be a valuable thing to look into? You know, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, I am, I'm very lucky to have, you know, two businesses that integrate so well with each other, but there's a famous quote that I'd like to, um, I like to think back to, and it says, businesses are more likely to die of indigestion than starvation. And I, 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 that goes over and over my mind. You know, when you try to do too many things and not do one thing great, it can be difficult. So you have to really tread lightly on, on you know, if it makes a lot of sense and the synergies are there, great. But I think in this day and age, you have to kind of be a specialist with certain things you know, like for us, you know, we pretty much only sell to professional photographers and we know how to market to them. We know the trade shows to go to and, and the online places to be. And if we want to go after consumers, that's a totally different, you know, ball game. So being, being focused on, you know, a specific area and being the best at it is really important. So, yeah, you just got to be really careful, you know, about that. Mm-hmm. And not spread your resources too thin because that, be, right. that can lead to death quickly. Right. That's, uh, no, that's really good advice. Um, and, yeah, last but not least, I uh, just want to show appreciation uh, for you, Adam, for, for doing this and sharing some of your insights. Uh, I think uh, there are a lot of great take- takeaways from, for software companies uh, who are potentially looking at expanding uh, their business into other areas. So uh, some great stuff here. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. 
That's it for today's episode, guys. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to subscribe on iTunes and to check us out at www.howtosass.com, and we will see you next time.